Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. We're on Season 4, Episode 5, Shelter Island, and with me is the person who I married on an island, Jen Runkle. That's me. Jen, thoughts on Shelter Island? Shelter Island, it is an episode in this series. <laughs> um, it's interesting. You know, it just, it very quickly closes up, you know, the Ted and Stella relationship. You don't really see it coming. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not the best episode. It had, it had some moments, it, you know. It was definitely an emotional episode, but as far as, you know, comedy, it wasn't... It didn't have a ton of, like, you know, super funny jokes. Yeah, I've, there was a lot of things that I marked down that I thought were funny, but I didn't actually laugh out loud at. Yeah, that's what I was just saying. I was like, I don't know that I laughed out loud the whole episode. I think I kind of, like, smiled or smirked here and there. Yeah, there was a lot of clever stuff. And you're right, this... I don't remember how I felt when I first saw this, but it is shocking. You do. It is a huge yeah, until twist. the very last yeah minute. You don't know, and then you know, and the show does a good job of giving you the flashbacks earlier in the episode where it's like, okay, we should have seen something coming. We should have and picked I don't, up on the. Clues. I don't think we should have, but I did. Or we could, ha- yeah. You, know, you see how it got there, right? It and wasn't unearned. We'll get we'll get to that because I, I have some things to say about that. I have a big problem with the setup of this episode. And I'll cover that pretty early uh, once we get to the fact that they're taking over this wedding. Mm-hmm. But I don't have much to cover. We have an email from Danielle for this episode that we will read afterwards. And I finally did that printout for Jen of all the already ranked episodes so she can have a better chance of guessing what <laughs> yes. number this episode is. So I'm not just blindly guessing out of 200 episodes. So the stakes are very high now. So let's go ahead and get started here. We start off at McLaren's, the gang's there, Ted and Stella enter, and right away Stella seems stressed out and pounds somebody's drink. They just had dinner with Stella's sister and her fiancé. We don't see the fiancé. Yeah, I was thinking about that. For some reason I thought we had, but I guess not. I guess I didn't feel the need to cast him for a 30-second Part. Yeah, and we get right into it where Stella talks about how, or she asks them, how you know how you've dreamt about your perfect wedding day ever since you were a little girl? Both Marshall and Lily say, yeah, and totally. <laughs> now, we've already done this joke with Marshall. Right. And so it's, I feel like it's a little bit of a callback. I don't know. I, I almost feel like they forgot they already did this. But maybe. maybe. It could be both. No, it can't be both. Those are opposite things. Never mind. I take that back. It has to be one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> It's late. It's been a week. (laughs) But Stella says that her sister is stealing her dream wedding. Down to the last detail on Shelter Island at sunset. And then we switch from Stella to the sister, who I think is Nora. Mm -hmm. Strange that they, what? They reuse the name. Yeah, they reuse the name later. And they do this, we've noticed this a few times. The name Tracy came up once or two Uh or three times. Uh, Janine. Was it Janine? What was the crazy cop? Yeah, female? I don't remember her there being more than one Janine. I know there was also... Well, was that the name of the crazy cop that mm-hmm. comes in later? Yeah, there was somebody else named Janine. I can't remember from where, but I remember you saying that's also the name of the crazy cop. It's one of my oh, okay. lessons. So, yeah, that comes up a couple times. That's strange. Usually shows do not read use names yeah. more than once. And Quinn comes up 
a couple of times, too. Right. Come on, writers. Just, you know, open up the, the white pages and <laughs> put your finger on a name and find white some names. White pages? <laughs> Ask your parents. Anywho. So it's just down... Oh, I'm sorry. You were going to say something. Oh, no. I was just going to say. So, yeah. Essentially, Nora, Nora, Stella's sister, has stolen all of Stella's plans for her wedding. Um, yeah. And it's just... This place is just down the beach from their family's old summer house. They must have had some money. Yeah, and so so old summer house, I guess, means they don't have it anymore, which I guess why is they're not having it at the house. Instead, they're having it at, like, this weird hippie commune place. They're at, as she's describing this, Stella's clearly distressed. She's mm-hmm. drinking a lot. Ted said the lamb there is supposed to be good. Then we found out Nora is a vegan. And she, <laughs> do you want to read this? Repeat <laughs> I, this one. I wish I could tune out that moral voice inside me that says eating animals is murder, but I guess I'm just not as strong as you are. Yeah, which is such a, you know, backhand slap, and I love Ted's comeback of that's because <laughs> you beat protein. That's one of my favorites of this episode. Um, I think that's one I would have laughed out loud at the first few times I heard it. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the waiter's right there, and so he immediately just, you know, orders the lamb and then smirks at her, which I really I wrote down smirk, too. <laughs> I really funny. like smug Ted here. <laughs> <laughs> So Ted wants to outdo her wedding. I like how he says, you know, he's going to, he wants their wedding to, and he's telling this to the gang, he wants their wedding to take her sister's wedding's head and shove it in the toilet and flush it like 20 times. Lily has a good line of, Ted, in high school, were you her wedding? <laughs> right. So Stella is just, you know, mad about it and essentially does not wish her sister well. Okay, Let's get into my big problem with the premise of this episode, and that is, how could the details of this wedding possibly be Stella's dream wedding, down to every detail? She's going to have it at a place that doesn't have alcohol or non-vegan food? I'm just not buying that. There's no way. At a yoga retreat? Right. None of this screams Stella. I guess the basic premise of, like, it's Shelter Island at sunset near where we used to live. But and she said the, down to every detail, which would have to be the venue, right? Yeah, that's a very good point. There's just no way. I, we would have known if Stella was vegan. Right. Because Ted seems surprised that the sister is vegan. So, yeah, that's there's a giant hole in the story. Yeah, I didn't really think about that. That is a very good point. All right. From there, we cut to Nora back at dinner with them saying she hates him, she hates him, she hates him. <laughs> Shutting down steak. Yeah, God, steak is <laughs> good. So apparently her fiancé ran off with a vitamin consultant from Whole Foods, and then we get a great run of, you know, I gave up makeup for him, I gave up showering for him, I gave up shaving my armpits for him, and Ted again kicks it out of the park with, hard to imagine where, where it all went wrong. <laughs> right. And so she's still ranting, and then <laughs> does a quick aside of like, there's be bacon or something in this dipping sauce. Yeah, she's okay. really going for it here. <laughs> now when you go, I wonder how long she went without meat, because when you go too long, you lose the enzymes to break it down, you get really mm-hmm. sick from eating meat. So if you're going to get back into eating meat, you have to do it very little bit. Well, later in the episode, she says two years. That, yeah, that's, that's a dangerous place. I don't think you can scarf down steak and bacon stuff. After not eating meat for two years. But maybe I'm wrong. I mean, we don't see what happens to her after they finish dinner, so (laughs) maybe she dealt with that privately. So she's complaining, you know, it's so close to the wedding, they're not going to be able to get any of their deposits back. They're just, you know, she's out thousands of dollars. And so we get a a telepathy gone wrong 
Yeah, well described. <laughs> yeah, Ted's thinking about paying for the dinner. We talked about this one of our last few podcasts. Mm-hmm. Right. Where, yeah, so Ted and Seller are having, you know, a little telepathy conversation, and he thinks they're on the same page, where it's like, okay, we're going to help her out by picking up the check, and Stella turns that into, we're going to take over this wedding for you so you don't lose any of your money. Right. I just said that Stella's family must have money, but clearly they weren't paying for this wedding, so Hmm. if the sister herself was out thousands of dollars. But this is complete insanity. Yes. No one would say, we're going to get married in a week. You're going to get no guests, maybe your best friends. Right. Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah. So another giant plot hole in this, or that's not even a plot hole, it's just, just seems unrealistic and... But Stella wants him to be spontaneous. Right. Uh, you know, she always dreamed that her the her baby daddy would be spontaneous, uh, Tony, and he never would have. And this is very manipulative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I guess, you know, there's spon- spontaneous and then there's just reckless and stupid. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess we could ch- chalk it up to... This is Stella trying to hurry into this marriage so that she's no, no longer tempted by Tony. But that's another thing. First of all, we've never heard of Tony once before. Right. Yeah, we never even knew that Lucy's dad was around. Yeah. So they really, it feels like we missed a few episodes. Yeah, they kind of shoehorn the importance of him in here. I mean, but yeah, so so Ted is, Ted is persuaded by this argument and tries to be spontaneous by... Splashing water in his own face. Yeah, it was a weird beat. Which he immediately regrets. We get a lot of the narrator in this episode. Mm-hmm. The narrator jumps right in here to, to talk to us and tell us, don't ever, ever invite your ex to your wedding. And we cut to Ted trying to talk Robin into coming back from Japan to come to the wedding. Right. And Robin, I guess, has just moved there. It's her first week at the job. She can't just take off and she's, she's finally doing, doing serious news and we get a shot of her starting to read the news and it's a very gimmicky news show where they blow a giant fan on her as she's trying to read the news and everything's blowing everywhere well there's different segments of this i guess or i don't know if it's like different different gimmicks every segment or every day it's kind of unclear what's going on but apparently apparently the name of this news station I guess they flash it or we get to see it. Translates to Tokyo One, which I guess is a play on Metro One, which was the last Hmm. news station she was on in New York. But the narrator says it was the number one English news network in Japan, so it must be somewhat respectable. Yeah, that's a good point. Robin agrees to go. And then we get her next segment on the news show. She has a monkey as a co-host. And the monkey's throwing marshmallows at her with incredible accuracy. <laughs> and so, I'm sorry, did the monkey get top billing? Because the monkey, like, chatters and she goes, and I'm Robin Shermotsky. Yeah. I don't know if that's top billing or if she was just <laughs> improving with it. Okay, fair. But. You know, well, yes, just, clearly the monkey was not the one throwing the marshmallows. <laughs> I was about to say that. Yeah, they, the, the, uh, by the time you see her getting hit in the head, the monkey's off camera. Right. And, and it's just like everything's getting right on her head. The monkey never misses. <laughs> All right, Ted's back with the gang saying that Robin's going to come. Barney starts talking about his bachelor party tonight. Ted says, you know, there's no way, there's no time. And I like Barney just cuts through. Okay, I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> right. He doesn't fight back. And as they leave, Ted and Marshall, Lily points out to Barney, Barney, what's going on with you? You're not fighting this? Are you coming around on the whole marriage thing? 
Barney says he knows a hopeless cause when he sees it, plus he has another plan in mind. This is a perfect opportunity for something for him. Sorry, um, I can't believe you skipped over the recycling joke. Because this this sounds like something you would say. <laughs> <laughs> it it kind of does, and I thought it was okay, but <laughs> it wasn't one of my... I don't think it was one of the better jokes, so I kind of... It's not, but it does it. because it sounds like you between this and the <laughs> because you need protein. This like episode is full of Steve Runkleisms. I like that Steve Runkleisms. That should become a thing. It is a thing. <laughs> Barney talks about that he's been working on the pro- a problem of the utmost importance, which is basically how he's going to get back, Robin back in bed again. They show him at his office working on a whiteboard, writing all these equations. It's right. a lot of things flashing and the music they're playing. Kind of like it's, highlighted. It's all from a beautiful mind. It's the music uh, and the okay. way that they're highlighting certain things is all from a beautiful mind. Okay. And, and I... You read trivia on this. Cause I then, did, and it was really funny. Let's see. Okay. So, in the flashback to Barney trying to solve the problem of how to sleep with Robin again, much of the mathematical notation written on his blackboard includes references to his catchphrases, rules, and theories. These include suit up, high five, 83, relationship equals freeway, the hot crazy scale, fish, and then what's this little, it's like equivalent, is that what that little? Fish thing? and women, because remember on his blog how what's fish. That? Yeah, no, I know that, but what's that sign mean? That, that means like equivalent, right? It's not. It's oh, like it's a wiggly, wavy. Yeah, it's like a wiggly. Yeah, sign. like as or uh, alike. Okay, so I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I'm guessing. But. Okay, so yeah, fish are like women, and then I think my favorite one is easy equals gin plus tonic to the fourth. <laughs> so this it doesn't explain on here what that means, but in my head it means that if he gets Robin for gin and tonics, maybe that'll move it along. And so this was courtesy of howimetyourmother.fandom.com. It was also on the IMDb trivia. Oh, okay. I think anywhere you looked, that it was going to be there. His final, when he, his crack in the code just ends up being get her drunk at Ted's wedding. I mean, it's a safe bet. Lily doesn't think he could pull that off. There's going to be too many distractions. I like her comment that, and her, <laughs> I like her metaphor of the first drunk bridesmaid you see, you'll have your head under her dress like an old-time photographer. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good line, but I'm going to be a stickler here and be like, do you have bridesmaids if you plan a wedding in a week? Good question. But no, it's a good line. <laughs> we get back to the narrator. It's the day before their wedding. Stella and Ted are up at Shelter Island. Marshall, Lily, and Barney are following not far behind in a car, and Marshall once again is winning at Zitch Dog. <laughs> right. Which is a nice, another nice little callback where we get him immediately calling out a Zitch Dog and Lily and Barney you know, five seconds behind him. We're at Shelter Island at the Namaste Yoga and Meditation Collective. Again, this is insanity. (laughs) And the gang isn't having this. You know, Marshall's Namaste here any longer than he has to. Barney Barney goes to get a scotch and finds out that this is strict. There's a strict no alcohol policy at this place. And so we get a lot of gasping in the, this little scene. So that yeah, there's a gasp there. Marshall checks in with the quote-unquote dirty hippie at the front desk and finds out that all of the meals are 100% vegan. And then he gasps. Mm-hmm. Barney <laughs> needs alcohol to make his plan work, and he points out that you know there's this berry blaster brain revitalizer. My God, some of these drinks could actually make a girl smarter. <laughs> I did like that line. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. And so Marshall and Lily, yeah. Meet back up and 
they share, you know, there's no meat and there's no alcohol. And they think that the guy working behind the juice bar was once the lead singer of the Spin Doctors. And there's another gasp because yeah. of that, which I... Collective gasp. <laughs> That's funny. Ted comes back to the group and says that him and Stella are having a little problem. Ted reveals that he invited Robin to her and she flipped out on him, more or less. Well, so what happens when you plan a wedding in a week? You don't have time to review the guest list. Sure. And, you know, Ted points out, you know, you like Robin. Right, I do like his attempt here. Because she's like, I don't know how I feel about that. And he's like, can I help? You feel glad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess if Robin lived in town, she might have been okay about it. But why have her come all the way back from Japan? It's hard to kind of tell. Yeah, I mean, and she hangs out with Robin a lot, too. So it's not like she... Presumably, yes. ...has an issue. I mean, yeah, was, I guess Robin was already in Japan today, but, yeah, Robin was at her house when she had the little get-together in New Jersey. Ted points out that him and Robin already had their backslide. And it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, it was only last Thanksgiving, and still it aptly says, do you place a large bet against yourself in this argument? Also before that is we're going to kind of bring up things that they bring back at the very end. Mm-hmm. Stella says that having exes around are bad. It brings up unresolved things. How do you know that spark won't come back with your ex sitting out there? That is stupid. Right, yeah. If you're getting married, you're not paying attention to your ex in the the seating. Right, that makes no sense at all. Um, I do like, you know, a little bit before that, too, there's a flash of possibility where Robin is congratulating Stella, you know, after the marriage and... It says, your new husband used to nail me like three times a day. As, you know, Stella imagining why she doesn't want Robin there. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I walked right over that. I did note that one down. All right, so Ted points out, you know, Robin already got her plane ticket, but Stella's really holding fast to this. Like, she wouldn't invite Lucy's dad. We find out his name's Tony. Ted thinks Tony's great. Let's invite him, too, and she doesn't want Tony there. Uh, that's Tony's the last person she wants at the wedding, and Robin is... A close second. And we get a, a quick joke of, you know, Ted saying, you know, Robin's leaving a really important job to come for this. And we get Robin talking about hybrid vehicles while the monkey is, like, jumping around and making noise. Okay. Yeah. On the newscast. Ted takes it to the gang. Not sure what he should do. And, you know, Barney's insistent that she has to come for obvious reasons. Ted agrees. You know, she's his best friend and that meets some objections from Barney and Marshall. He says, my best female friend. Lily starts to react to it and then she's like, eh, I don't care. Why fake it? (laughs) Which is funny. You would think Lily would actually be a little offended by that since, you know, she's known Ted for a very long time. Ted puts it up to Lily to make the decision and she says, you don't mess with the bride. So Ted's going to have to tell her not to come. Right. Ted doesn't want to do that. Barney offers to do it for him and then yeah, calls Robin. He fails on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't say anything to her and then tells the group that you know, he couldn't reach her. She must already be on the way. Which makes no sense because he's literally like two feet away from them as he's doing this. But sitcom. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's very tropey. Ted says he's just going to tell Stella she's going to have to deal with this. And Lily says, you know, be be gentle because... Brides are under a lot of stress before a wedding, but of course, she held it together pretty well. Marshall chuckles at this and <laughs> right. starts to, we get a series of flashbacks of the wedding having its issues and Lily responding, 
Uh, first, the roses are more light medium pink than medium pink. Everything's ruined. Yeah, the, <laughs> I like this one. Uh, the wedding site uses gravity furnace instead of forced air heating. That's the one thing she cared about. What is a gravity crying. furnace? I have no idea. <laughs> like, is that just a made-up thing? <laughs> no, it's probably a real thing, but I, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And then, you know, why are we even getting married? And I've always said that Alison Hannigan is a really good cry, cry actor. Mm-hmm. It's always either cute or effective. or. And then she comes in and it's, blah 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 wickety wah eekity-eekity-eekity-wee. <laughs> Which is basically code for yada yada yada. She just kept coming in with yeah, more things. Yeah, Marshall stopped and, listening after a while. I feel like I, I kept it under control for our wedding. <laughs> oh, wait. What are you kidding? You don't remember? The only thing I really remember... Wait, wait. I'm watching this flashback of things that happened to you during our wedding. I'll tell you when it's over. <laughs> well, the only thing I really remember freaking out about was when they like tried to book our wedding date the wrong day. We covered this on, a, Did we? on one of our earlier podcasts, <laughs> oh, okay. yes. You can cut it then. <laughs> no, I, I want people to hear you. The fact that you don't listen to our own podcast and they're going to do repeats. Even if I did listen to our own podcast? In fact, I think that's the second thing in this podcast that you did a repeat on. <laughs> well, I think it's funny that you think that if I listened to them, I would remember. remember them. Because even if I did listen to them, I wouldn't listen to them like you listen to them, like, repeatedly, like a maniac. Yeah, but now that we have, what, 60 podcasts, or we might be mm-hmm. more than that now, mm-hmm. or probably, like, close to 70. Well, there's about 20. Yeah, that sounds about right. About yeah, 20 a season average twenty one per season. We're five into four. You know, we're five episodes into four, the fourth season. So yeah, we're close to seventy now. And so when I start back over, now it takes me you know months and months to go back through it again. So it's not like I'm constantly, and I only listen to it like once every you know twelve podcasts that I listen to. So it's not back to back. Why are you looking at me like that? Nothing. Stop looking at me like I'm ridiculous. <laughs> You're ridiculous. Watching you explain. Your narcissistic need to listen to your own podcast. You know what? A good producer of a podcast goes back and listens to classic podcasts to make sure that they're getting things right and that they don't repeat things and that they can refer back to things they've already spoken about. Um, maybe get a you know a repeatable joke going. There's Jen, just okay. I gotta trust the process. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just okay. Okay, fine. So, anyway, Willie points out that Stella only has three days to be crazy. She says that she suggests that Ted waits for the next crisis and he solves it. And four minutes later, we get the next crisis. Um, right. Well, the theory being that you know, if he solves the next crisis, then Stella will be in a better mood, and then it'll be a good time to bring up the fact that Robin is actually coming. Yeah. And the problem is that her own daughter isn't coming to their wedding. Uh, Tony was supposed to drive her up, but now he's getting petty. You know, I can... I gotta say, I, I don't like this look on Tony. Right. However, she asked him to drive her up. I mean, maybe she doesn't get that he misses her and wants her back, and so it doesn't seem like a big ask, but... You know, have your parents drive her up and go get her. And, right, and that's interesting. Or, yeah, or she comes up with them. Or Yeah, that's interesting. I remember, you've met my friends that are married, Garrett and Cindy. Remember Garrett and mm-hmm. Cindy? Yeah. So, the three of us worked together. This was my, around when I was 30 years old, and they were both around my age. 
So Cindy already had another kid with an ex-husband. And when her and Garrett met on the job and fell in love and decided to get married a couple years later, she wanted her kid, obviously, at the wedding. And the husband, the ex-husband, who was the father, wouldn't let... It was his weekend with the kid, and he wouldn't give up the kid for the weekend. Oh, that's so petty. So Garrett drove over to his house and calmly spoke to him and was like, kind of like Ted so was. So Garrett was Ted. <laughs> yeah, it was exactly like Ted was like, come on, man, don't do this. Don't be this guy, you know, that mm-hmm. you're only hurting your daughter. Right. And actually it was a son. And the ex-husband conceded and let the kid go. Hmm. So it actually worked. Wow, okay. And said he didn't get back together with him and no. <laughs> leave Garrett at the altar. If you've seen either Cindy or Garrett, you would understand how neither one of them would leave the other one at the altar. They are a gorgeous couple. (laughs) They are. Okay. As this is going on, Estelle is telling Ted about Tony not wanting to bring Lucy up. She also says, you know, it's been five years. Why can't we just move on already? And she says, why can't we, not Mm -hmm. he? So Ted's saying that the first thing he's going to do is he's going to drive down there and try and get Lucy to come back up with him and let have Tony let them do that. And then Stella's happy. Rama gets to come to the wedding. We then cut to Sister Nora approaching Barney. Nora hears that he's a real man whore, so tonight, or rather tomorrow night, she wants to do things so dirty and so depraved that she forgets this was supposed to be her own wedding. And I want to say, as we go through this, every line that comes out of Nora's mouth is filthy. And she talks some really good trash Mm -hmm. as we go here. Like, she's really coming on strong, and I could see how it's working. Right, yeah. In a perfect world, this is, you know, Barney's dream. Everything goes right for Barney on this night. And in two different lines of, of realities, and then they crash into each other. Although one of them still is fine, but the thing with Robin goes away. At any rate. (laughs) So Barney says he's kind of here with someone, and Nora says, bring her. And I I love Lily's commentary. She's right in the wings every time. Yeah, as this progresses every single time Nora and Barney are talking, (laughs) Lily's just there with a little snide comment. You're never going to make it. (laughs) So we get Ted driving back to the city. And he's at Tony's apartment, and we get Jason Jones as Tony. Jason Jones, best known for being a correspondent on The Daily Show. And then having his own sitcom, The Detour, which Jen and I watched all the way through. It was a good show. Underrated. I thought it was a very funny show. The plots were bonkers (laughs) and didn't make much sense, and it was all over the place. But it was always laugh-out-loud funny. Yeah, there's great moments in it. The the way in which the show was willing to humiliate their main characters was always great. And for someone like me who wasn't as gaga over Hamilton as everyone else (laughs) in the world, they sort of have a similar reaction to a play called what was it, Franklin? I think it was Franklin. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't see why everyone is it was insane a, about yeah, this. Yeah, it was a very good pair. And it was in that episode, the family goes to see what is a, I guess, a doppelganger for Hamilton, and they're kind of like, I don't see what, what the big deal is. Right? Should we go? <laughs> now I did like Hamilton, and I'm kind of liking it more now that I'm reading the biography of Alexander Hamilton and looking back and 
watching some scenes again. Mm-hmm. They're more interesting to me now. I will say that. But, yeah, I wasn't as over head over heels in love with it as the whole world. Well, I've already brought up on the podcast how many times I've seen Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. No, definitely. <laughs> There's been no lack of your love for Hamilton on this podcast. I feel like I haven't brought it up in a while. Tony, for some reason, is, is in his karate gi. Right. That, his whole karate thing doesn't really pay off, except for, I guess, in The Wedding Singer. The Wedding Bride. Uh, the Wedding Bride, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks for But it's not like we see him in a fight or... I, you know, I guess it's, it just helps make him look more ridiculous. Well, I wonder... Yeah, and I wonder how plotted out that was. Like, was it just a weird thing to have him in so he could, like, fake attack Ted and then they just, you know, then used it as part of, like, Yeah, it's just sort of movie. a quirky trait. Right, but yeah, I wonder how plotted out that was. Like, did they know when they did this that there was going to be, you know, the wedding, the wedding bride? bride yeah. Which is one of the greatest things oh God, this show good. does. When is that next season? No, I feel like it's a couple seasons down. A couple seasons ah, out. Drat. But I don't, I'm not 100% on that. I think it might be season six or even seven, maybe. Oh, wow. Oh, but it's so good. All right, so Tony wants to know what he's doing there, and... He, you know, Tony thinks he, he thought he'd already be on his honeymoon with Tony's woman right now. Yeah, put, already putting some ownership over Stella as she's about to be marrying Ted, which is very strange. And Ted handles it fairly well. Oh, man, you are going to be sticking it to the mother of my child. Ted points out that he's already Actually. stuck it to her plenty of times, <laughs> which doesn't help him. <laughs> Just a little aside to himself. Yeah, Tony. I always have to correct people. Tony's making it very clear that he, there's still something between him and Stella, or at least from his end. Right. And as soon as Ted starts to bring up the Lucy thing, Tony says, Lucy, can't take her. Then Ted gives the speech that I'm sure mm-hmm. Garrett gave, or something very similar. Mm-hmm. Where, whether, where he, whereby. He urges Tony to think about what's best for Lucy here. And Tony kind of breaks down. He's very depressed about this whole thing. Right. So, you know, enough. Ted's not picking up on these Tony clues here. He says... Yeah, it's made me realize everything I had. He's hugging Ted and crying on him. And Ted's like, hey, hey, let's stop hugging. (laughs) Right. And Ted tries to say, you know, Tony's worried that, you know, Lucy, he's going to lose Lucy to a new family that he's not a part of. And so Ted tries to, to encourage him that, you know, no, no, you're a part of it. You know, come to the wedding. So the, Tony agrees and we get a little montage of the three of them road tripping back up to Shelter Island. Yeah, Ted doesn't look too stoked about this. Apparently Shelter Island is a small island off of the very east part of Long Island, uh, outside of New York. You know what it's not? What? Shutter Island. <laughs> I never even said it on this podcast. No, but you. we talked about it before recording, and so now every time I think about saying Shelter Island, I have to like correct myself in my head and be like, it's not Shutter, Shelter Island. <laughs> not Shutter Island, right. right. Shutter Island was a movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. I saw it once. It, I didn't like it that much. Really? I feel like it was creepy and good, but I don't really remember that much about it. There's just a big twist in the end. Right. The montage of the three of them going is Tony and Lucy having a lot of fun on the way back and to the wedding, and Ted sort of looks miserable. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like, Ted knows this is a bad idea. (laughs) We get back to Shelter Island. Nora approaches Barney, and she goes, are you hydrating? 
<laughs> Today's the day. Barney says, I really like Barney here, like, desperately trying to, to not fall prey to this. Yeah, and it, we go back to form letter Barney, like the one he left for <laughs> right. Dear Resident. Dear female, thank you for your interest in Barney Stinson. I regret to inform you that at this time, there are currently no positions available. Nora says that his back's going to look like a Jackson Pollock, that she was a vegan for two years, she needs meat. <laughs> God, that's hot. Barney says, after he says there's no positions available, she goes, I'm a yoga instructor. Every position is available. <laughs> Your room, 20 minutes, no foreplay. And then we get Lily. He's, yeah, Barney goes, I'm not going to make it, am I, Lily? Not a chance. <laughs> and we get a little very card, as she's, as Nora's saying these things to Barney at the end of it, we get a very hokey, hubba hubba hubba. He's like very cartoony mm-hmm. in his like response to it. Right. Yeah, so it's interesting that he's he doesn't immediately just abandon this plan for Robin. Yeah, she given he this opportunity. Sort of get the thing with Nora out of the way, leaving room for Robin and him. Oh, that's interesting, yeah. Now Nora might not have left him alone the entire weekend, so that might right, not work, but it's but, yeah, I I still think it's interesting that yeah, Barney is trying to resist this instead of just bailing on this, you know, what may not work out with Robin and just go for the sure thing. But I guess that speaks to his, you know, deeper feelings for Robin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lucy sees Stella and says, Mommy, Mommy, Ted invited Daddy. And the two of them go to talk. <laughs> and so they kind of go off to the side and Stella's giving him crap. You know, why would you do this? You have no exes at our wedding. And then Robin pops up. Oh, boy, what did Ted do this time? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, perfect timing. That was a really good uh, moment. Right. Now, what is Robin doing there? No ex is at the wedding. And Ted says, to be fair, your ex is here. That's kind of a funny line. (laughs) Right. Stella says, you got to tell him to leave, and she'll go tell Robin to leave. And Ted sort of switches it and says, it's easier if I tell Robin and you tell him. And kids, says the narrator... If I had just let Stella talk to Robin, this whole story might have ended a different way. And we get to sort of a fantasy. Mm-hmm. Kids on the couch, and the kids are blonde haired now. He says, That's how I met your mother. And the kids have blonde hair. And then Stella comes over and says, Are you still going on and on? Yada, yada. Right. But, but that's not what happened. Right. So, yes, that is what could have been, but was that? Because Ted feels like he needs to talk to Robin himself. So. Stella goes to talk to Tony, and Ted talks to Robin. Robin's relieved that yeah. she doesn't need to be there. And we get a very long conversation. It's also a little confusing. All of a sudden, all this stuff comes out of Robin about how it's weird for her to be there. It's weird that he's getting married. This isn't the life that he wanted for himself. He's moving into her life instead. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point that Robin brings up, that you know he was always you know, very romantic, and he is kind of yeah just slotting himself into... This completely, you know, somebody else's life, essentially. Yeah, somebody else's wedding, somebody else's house, like... We also get a, one of the, sort of a return fantasy version of what it's like to be an ex at mm-hmm. your ex-boyfriend's wedding. And again, she's going through the receiving line, and instead of her saying something to Stella, it's Stella saying to her, <laughs> Suck it, bitch, I win. <laughs> Which is good. Yeah. Especially the way Sarah Chalk delivers it. <laughs> Flash in the ring. <laughs> So Robin, you know, Robin points out that, you know, this isn't easy for her, you know, essentially she 
She kind of had Ted as a backup if she had ever decided she wanted to get married and have kids. She kind of wanted Ted there, which, you know, I guess that's not really fair to say to Ted. He doesn't take that that well. Well, I will say that this was a good point of why an ex shouldn't be at your wedding, because who would have expected this? Right. Right. And so Ted tries to turn it around that, like, you know, yeah, we dated, but, you know... We, we broke both up, moved but yeah, you know, everything. You know, we got what we wanted. Like, I'm getting married. I'm getting my family. You got that job in Tokyo that you wanted. And we find out she quit. Yeah, and we don't really get an explanation of why. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just very like I just yeah. You know, I've been there a week. I quit. I'm coming back to New York to my real life. What's weird also is in Say Cheese, where Ted's bringing. You know, it's pointed out that to Ted that he brings new dates to important events. Mm-hmm. And how it's uncomfortable for everyone. Robin talks about how when she was in Japan, she was a guy's date to a family wedding. Oh, yeah. If she was there a week, she really <laughs> met someone and went to a wedding with them. Right. That's a good point. That's, that's I don't know how far down the road. It's probably next season. Right. But yeah, so she says she's going back to her real life and he should go back to his. And that's where she starts talking about, like, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be getting married. This isn't, this isn't the way your romantic love story is supposed to end. Yeah, it's not even the wedding they planned. Right. Although, I guess it's the one Stella wanted for some reason. <laughs> uh, Ted says he loves Stella. She's the one. If Robin really feels that way, I guess it's a good thing you're not coming to the wedding after all. Yeah, so Robin goes to, I assume what she thinks is the bar. <laughs> and the guy offers her a drink on the house. She shoots it. He thinks it's alcohol. Yeah, yeah, says, yeah, before she takes it, says to keep them coming, shoots in and says, oh, God, don't keep them coming. She goes right to Barney's room. As he opens the door, you can tell something was going on there sexually. Mm-hmm. He's sweaty, his shirt's open. Pants are, I think we're undone. I can't remember. And Robin, you know, she's having a horrible day. She just snuck some scotch from the duty-free store. Wait, she snuck scotch from the duty-free store in... At Shelter Island, or... No, she was at the airport. Yeah, but... So she bought scotch. Oh, she snuck it in. I thought she was, like, she tried to steal it from... <laughs> no, she brought it into the no-alcohol retreat place. Yeah, okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> I felt like, when she said she snuck it, I felt like it meant she stole it from wow. the duty-free shop. No, no. Right, so he, he suggests that they go to her room... But Robin doesn't have a room. She hoped that she could stay with which him. Exactly which, everything he wanted. Exactly. But she notices the naked girl tied to his headboard. Right. Which we assume at this point is Nora. Right. And he's trying to, yeah, no, I just got some clothes on the floor. It's messy in here. He's gonna give me some time. <laughs> yeah. So Robin walks away, and then right away Nora walks in. <laughs> and we're like, oh, wait, that wasn't Nora. Right. Hey, Nora... Laura, Nora looks confused for a second and then just rolls with it. Yeah. Who the hell is that? It's a girl from the front desk. She doesn't care. Yeah, she just goes in and Barney so did, continues with his... So did afternoon. Barney finally earn the belt here? That is the I presumption. Think, I think that's what had to have happened. Yeah. But they, I don't feel like they mentioned it again. Right. Unless, I mean, I. it seemed like he has been in the situation before and chickened out, so I guess that could have happened again. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know that we ever find out for sure. So the narrator says, sometimes you think you're living one story, but he didn't really know what the real story was. And we, we see Robin on the, on the ferry sitting mm-hmm. there, and then all of a sudden she gives something a strange look. Yeah, so the story was, should Robin come to the wedding? But the real story we see, first we see Ted 
picking up like a card in their room and reading like a note. And then we see Stella in her wedding dress on the ferry. Right next to Rob, and they don't see Robin. Right. Robin sees yeah, dad. she's kind of like looking out over into the water, and Robin's behind her, so they don't, you know, Stella doesn't see Robin. And then Tony comes up behind Stella, puts his coat around her, and then embraces her, and they both seem very happy at this point. Yep. And then Ted has a flash of, you know, sort of, or, or maybe it's more the narrator reviewing all the things she said that she was clearly projecting. The whole time. Right. Well, and and what's funny is, like, you, you watch Robin during this, like, Robin's just, like, you know, Colby Smulders just is a great actress here. Just, like, the shock of, like, we, what, how, what am I seeing? Yeah. That would be very awkward. Yeah. So, but, yeah, then we get, yeah, some flashbacks to earlier in the episode of, yeah, the things Stella had said, things Tony had said that make this make sense. There's, yeah, something unresolved between them. And I guess Tony finally became spontaneous. And that's the end of the episode. Yep, so... Shocking. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember you know, my thoughts when we first watched this back in the day, but... Yeah, it's just like, okay, well, that's, <laughs> that's over, I guess. That's a wrap. <laughs> right. Seems like it should have been a finale kind of episode. Yeah, that's why when you had said like this was resolved in this episode, like, I, I didn't remember that it was so fast, because, yeah, this really does seem like a finale-type scene here. All right, now you have a list of everything I've already ranked. Let's see if you can do how well Mm. you do at where I rank this. I'm going to go with... Now tell me, is there any sentimentality in these There's not. It's mostly just jokes. Yes, once again, it's a point for every time I I thought a line was funny. Uh, Three points for every time they say something that we tend to repeat with some frequency, and then five points for rewatchability. I'm going to go with 75. Oh, wow. 77. Oh, man. Oh, boy, you really have such a cheat sheet now. (laughs) It's only going to get easier. Tell her what she's won. Yes, what have I won? You'll see. I haven't eaten meat all week. (laughs) (laughs) that I can help you with that. <laughs> I don't know. There's something there. <laughs> Breast, thigh. Oh, God. <laughs> There's something there. That's usually one of my endings. <laughs> right. What's your favorite joke? Oh, um, it is possibly Ted's, that's because you need protein aligned with his little like ordering smirk. Or... When Ted, actually, I've already stuck it to her plenty of times. <laughs> Why do I always have to correct people? Uh-huh. <laughs> Mine's the Lily coming in going, blah 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 wickedy wah ikiti 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 cake. Oh, really? Yeah, I really like that. I wouldn't have guessed that. And my least favorite is the scene of Ted splashing the drink in his face. <gasps> That's what I have as my worst, too. Yay! <laughs> Next week, we have Happily Ever After. I'm... I don't remember that one with too much fondness. It's where they're hiding under the table at the restaurant because they think Stella, because Stella walked in. Okay. And Ted doesn't want to see her, and then they kind of all go through the, the people they wouldn't want to see. Oh, okay. I think there's some good flashback stuff in that. Yeah, but... we get some, like, scooter flashbacks, maybe? Yes. No, maybe not, because Lily's, the person she doesn't want to see is the kid that she farted next to in class and blamed it on him oh. and kind of ruined his entire high school life. Oh, okay. 
That's right. Okay. I don't remember any of the other ones. I don't either. So it could be entertaining. At least I, it'll be newer. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have that much Newer's always better, according to, to Barney. Exactly. Oh, do you want to read Danielle's email? Yeah, I do. Thanks for reminding me. So Danielle writes to us, Hey guys, I consider myself a very chill person. But I do care about everything at all times, so there's a very high chance <laughs> I can see myself saying all the things Lily says. Well, I, I hate to point out your I think she's ironic being, statement. Yeah. No, I th- I'm guessing, Danielle, that you are also a person that deals with anxiety like myself, and so <laughs> I think that was tongue-in-cheek of, yes, I am chill, but I care about everything all the time. She <laughs> says, like, I wouldn't be a bridezilla, but I would definitely cry about these things. I think she's referring to... The things that Lily mm-hmm. was crying Lily, about. Yeah. Marshall was recalling. I don't know. Danielle, would you really cry about the off-white yellow or the off-white The medium pink. pink. <laughs> and yeah. the furnace. To clear up, I said I meant I heart New Jersey is he shouldn't give up his love and dreams for New York. So a breakup would be inevitable and the prospect of breaking up and having to date a new person likely scared him. Hmm. Okay. She goes on, I like what Robin says to him. I totally relate to Ted in regards to wanting to be married but not having any luck. I think that's why I kept watching despite the vulgar language. Is there a lot of vulgar language in there? I don't know. Maybe that's why Danielle has trouble finding love and marriage. She's easily offended by by PG-13 language. Yeah, I'm stumped. Well, Danielle, I think if I remember correctly, you're 24, so really do not be any in any hurry to get married. I know Jen and I make it sound beautiful and easy. Hey, I met you when I was 24. That's true. But we got married when you were 29. 29. Yes. So date somebody for a very long time before you get married is the recommendation. Or when you meet them, marry them right away. (laughs) Either one. I mean, based on your two marriages, (laughs) I think our strategy worked out better. True. Danielle goes on. Worst joke, Lily asking Ted if he got his head dunked in the toilet. I kind of like that one. It wasn't great, but the best joke would probably be Lily freaking out. Oh, so Danielle, you and I are together on that one. Right. And she has a question. Do we watch the 13 Life Lessons by Ted Mosby videos on YouTube? I don't know what this is. We have, I haven't, but I'll tell you what, that's a homework assignment for us. So, listeners, Danielle recommends watching the 13 Life Lessons by Ted Mosby videos on YouTube. Huh. Okay. Or I don't know if she recommends them. Maybe her point is don't. (laughs) Maybe they're terrible. (laughs) We'll find out. We will watch them and report back. And she says love you. So we love you too, Love you too, Danielle. We always appreciate your emails and your insight. Tyler and I just finished recording over the weekend our third Have You Met the Simpsons podcast. How I Met the Simpsons? Yeah. Yeah. How I Met the Simpsons. Thank you. Um... And it was so much easier this time. It's been like months since you guys have yeah. <laughs> recorded one. Yeah, and, and I'm paying him to do it now. $5 <laughs> per episode. And the reason I'm doing that is because it's hard to, when we're spending a weekend together and he just wants to kind of be on his electronics all day, it's a good way to get him away from that and to do mm-hmm. something with me. And, you know, who knows, maybe one day people will start listening, we can earn money off of it, and that will- pays for his college. <laughs> You'll recoup that $5. (laughs) (laughs) So if you want to send us money, no. (laughs) Anyways, so look forward to those if you you ever want to 
listen to and watch, if you ever want to watch The Simpsons with your kid, you can always go on to RunkleRecaps.com and you'll find our Have You Met the Simpsons or How oh, I, I Met I the Simpsons. Yeah, I forgot you would started putting those up. Right. So they'll, they'll be on there and we're not going to put them on any channels until we finish the first season. So uh, it'll probably, and then after that, once we, if we can actually get into a groove, we, you know, release them weekly like Jen and I do. Okay, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.